you have. Sorry, this is a first date. Hey, welcome to another Family Dinner Podcast. My name is Robert Rao, and joining me are... Uh, Robert, are we back? <laughs> oh, that was a good hibernation that we had. I'm David Vetrano. Michael Johnson. It's Michael Johnson. <laughs> he likes to keep things short and simple. I'm terse. New member of the Family Dinner. Everybody say, hi, Michael Johnson. Hooray, hooray for Michael. <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they call me cat. Michael's the best. Woo! Yay, Michael. <laughs> So how was your weekends? It was good. <laughs> Plus three. <laughs> uh, I worked it, but uh, the last two days you I worked it. it. <laughs> you worked it. Let me. I got a big one. Cover Let me girl. work it. Work it now. <laughs> is, that, is that how this works? You guys are like radio DJs. And, like, we're gonna have, like, Damn straight. Sound. Michael, shut up and pick up the horn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. Thank you. It's, it's Horny Jack and the Cooter Scooter back here on DJ WJJ4. <laughs> Jack and the Cooter Scooter? Why would I listen to that? I Why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's 5.30 in the morning. You got to keep yourself Jack. Jack, Jack. <laughs> hey, I got to leave, guys. Let me get on my Cooter Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you better get off me on that Cooter Scooter. Honk, honk. Oh, I'll get off on that Cooter Scooter. Oh, I hate us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, we just do this for posterity. That's it. <laughs> like, we, we have to actually make it look like we're putting an effort sometimes when we do this stuff. I hope to God this is the only thing they find in a time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> Humans traveled around on cooter scooters. <laughs> I mean, the transportation that is not cataloged in any other resource. I've heard pussy wagons. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, I, I hear that makes girls cream. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Stop sending us to other dimensions. <laughs> That's right. The first podcast from a different dimension is Robert exiled us here yeah. by saying a secret word. Bwah ha ha ha. We were just going to try to fight Walton and Johnson and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Morning talk. <coughs> yeah, they, they stopped doing a lot of racist characters. They only do three. That's a shame. You feel like today's DJ would have like 50 racist characters under the belt. Come on, guys. <laughs> and a Twitter account for each. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, do they? I would not be surprised. My, if there's... my dad asked me recently, do I listen to Walton and Johnson in the morning? And I, I just said, no. And he said, why? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, can we just keep it at no? Is that enough that I'm perfectly fine with a Walton and John, Johnson world? Son, do you world? salute the flag? No. <laughs> why? <laughs> That's what just happened. <laughs> you terrorist. Oh, yeah. I was the one that, like bomb the World Trade Center. Just me, like, because I did not wake up in time to listen to Walden Johnson that morning. <laughs> they Poor had their, Indian they had their finger on the button and they're watching <laughs> you sleep. I'm like, this motherfucker hates America so much. Don't you hit that snooze. Don't you hit that snooze. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've never gotten into, other than Opie and Anthony, there's a, there's a point where I listen to Opie and Anthony. But other than that, I never listened to, like, Kid Craddock or Walton and Johnson or any of the other. Oh, God, I hate Delilah. I would I would swerve out of a, off the road to hit Delilah if I saw her walking on the side. <laughs> I, I, I would, for something about her voice just angers me. It's just, like, the opposite of her intention. She's like, hey there, guys, we're going to send out a nice little, fuck you! 
I remembered why I don't have headphones on just then. <laughs> hey, Robert, put it back on for a second. <laughs> okay, I don't see why, why there's going to be a problem. I can't hear anymore. I think David just said something so loud that I can't talk. That's for all my Slytherin fans out there. Nice. For all them snakes that can download podcasts. Congrats for having opposable thumbs, figuring out how to do this, and that's it. Apparently, you survived the Garden of Eden, <laughs> and you still have hands, and aren't made to slither around on your stomachs. They use their tails, and they just peck on the keyboard. <laughs> but they're cold-blooded, so it never registers. That's sort of racist, I'm just saying. So, uh, something came up uh, at work specifically today, and I felt like I'd, I'd ask for your opinion on this, mainly because... It was a moment where I felt like either I'm really old or just out of touch with what people know in America. Uh, I, there was somebody who just came back from jury duty. One day. <laughs> that's all they had to do was one day. It was the nice. Monday. Yeah. So that that's good enough. And I, I've known for like the they past They solved five murders. <laughs> they solved five. Yes. Everybody guilty. That's all you have to do. <laughs> so much easier that way. What if jury duty was like actually tagging along with the unit investigating the crime? <laughs> like you were iced tea on every special victims unit. <laughs> so what you're saying here yeah, is... <laughs> oh yeah, of course. We would be the uh, Wu-Tang Clan of jury duty. So... <laughs> That's that's nothing would get solved ever. Nothing would get solved ever. There's just a roaming group. Yeah, be awesome, and I'd have a way bigger vocabulary. (laughs) Okay, we're about to break into the perpetrator's house. Do I still have to be here? Shut up, Steve. (laughs) Yes, you gotta be here. Just civil right. This crime solved by old dirty bastard. (laughs) He's on it. He's on the case. We found him down in the gravel pit. A mystery unraveled. <laughs> back, back, and forward, forward. It seems like it seems like in this case, cash ruled everything around them. Cream, <laughs> they got the monies. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. You know what? I definitely would watch like a Judge Judy or something like that, where the Wu Tang Clan was the jury. <laughs> <laughs> the roots were busy, so we had to use these guys. Uh, <laughs> Well, she got back, and for the past couple years, I, I've known this. Whoever goes to jury duty, the first movie they show, and the only movie they show, is a little film called Taking Chance. It is the only place I've known this film to exist. It is in, in the waiting area of a jury pool, and it involves Kevin Baking. Baking? <laughs> Hi there. Welcome to Kevin Baking. Today, Muffins. Damn it, why do I keep inventing shows for the guy when I don't get his name right? Once Ugh. again, like all episodes of Kevin Baking, only seven ingredients. <laughs> Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. I can name that Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I can name that Kevin Bacon in one. Okay. Kevin. <laughs> Home Alone. That's the one. One a year, who she found guilty. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. She didn't get picked for a jury pool. Everything's fine. Other than showing Taking Chance, which is a movie I feel like is incredibly boring and also incredibly heartbreaking the whole time because it's about bringing a dead body back to the parents. Like, this guy died in Afghanistan, so it's Taking Chance back to the parents. His uh, name is Chance. His yeah. name is Chance. <laughs> and His name and, is Bernie. And that is the entire <laughs> hour and a half movie, is him taking this dead soldier back to the parents. What does this have to do with jury duty? It, they show it. That's the only movie they show a jury duty. 
Like this is the one they felt like this is acceptable. This is this is fine. It's either Milo and Otis or or taking chance. And everybody in the audience is like, I don't want to see a film about a cuddly dog and kitten. They have no. to hit the broad spectrum appeal, so you can't offend anybody. It's like it's a soldier for America. Yeah. You're gonna like it. The other the other one was a soldier named Baby, and it's Baby's Day Out. <laughs> Kevin Bacon keeps leading the course everywhere, but he keeps going to construction sites. <laughs> and Kevin Bacon has to chase it down. The soldier lands home, bringing home. Oh, God. <laughs> no one's gone to American Sniper. His name's Fry. Home fries. <laughs> <laughs> but but soldier she's... bound, homeward bound. The incredible journey. But the movie doesn't have anybody in it other than Kevin Bacon. And when I pointed that out, I was like, oh, yeah, the film with Kevin Bacon. That's right. It's a one-man movie. Yep. No one else is in it but he Kevin plays Bacon. The dead body, he, plays, he plays the entire Hi family. There. I'm Soldier Bacon. Oh, thank you, me! I mean me! I mean Kevin! I mean Soldier! Oh, so it's just like just him. I was just like, <laughs> big mama's house where he just dresses up as every other character. But it's just him talking to Okay. Yeah, he's like on stage. <laughs> you can watch it all online. It's, it's broken up into six-second clips via Vine. <laughs> <laughs> but she, like, when I pointed out, I was like, oh, it's the one with Kevin Bacon. She goes, uh, sure. It's like, you know, Kevin Bacon. I, I have no idea who you're talking about. Kevin Bacon? They, the thing they made a game after. Kevin Bacon. And she goes, no, I have no clue. And I had to think about it for a moment. Am I at the point where I am old enough that I'm referencing people that, like, younger generations have no clue who they are? Am I, like, like the grandpa in this case, <coughs> referencing Kevin Bacon? Is he that far out of touch? Uh, I think this is going to be more on her because he he is still, like, what is he, like, X-Men First Class? That's true. Uh, he had something else he was in recently. Uh, That's also true. <laughs> he, he keeps himself somewhat relevant, and then he was like a, a pop culture thing. Now, the one I was thinking about was eight six seven five three zero nine. Right. You can reference that now, and you're just like, whose phone number is that? And you're like Jenny's uh, Diesel Driving Academy. We all know. Like <laughs> <laughs> enough time has passed on that one. Like if you were to go on LSU campus right now and just say like, "Hey man, uh, I got my friend Jenny. Here's her phone number," and you gave that thing, the joke would go over their head. Right. Like you, you could, you could pass that one totally under the radar, and nobody would. Yeah. I guess I have to be the dissenting opinion here. Like in Guardians of the You Galaxy, and the cat. Um, she's just so pissed off too. No. Look. She's cat toy. Did your cat just shit by the food? No, that's yes. <laughs> she's the only one that shits where she eats, okay? You can call them out on it. That just shit bites? No, no, she threw that up. <laughs> you call the food? <laughs> You have the worst cat, Robert. That's why you can't trust her opinion on anything. And look, she's, she's, si- no, she's sitting by the food bowl again, like, make it again. Did she hit you, Robert? Did she hit you? Robert, where, where did the cat hit you? Uh, oh, yeah, I had a point, actually, before we started making fun of the cat. Um, no, that's every episode. Of the really galaxy, is. when, like, um, what's his name, Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt was talking about Footloose and like all that stuff, and like they even worked it in to be a callback later on. I have never seen Footloose. Okay, but that I've is really the Trimmers, but like I know who he is. But yeah, I've never seen his iconic films. Yeah, most of what he stars in, and I think that's the reason why the game's built around it. He's a supporting player. Yeah. The 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 few films that he does star in, there's really nobody else to speak of. I don't think anybody's looking to get Michael Gross. 
to connect to Kevin Bacon without thinking, oh, yeah, he was in Tremors. That's right. So I can combine the two. <laughs> uh, but now, now, do you get the feel off of this? Uh, let's, let's call her Jane. Okay. Because she sounds like a bad person. <laughs> um, why? Like She's is, got a gun. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, that's exactly. <laughs> Uh, so this Jane Doe, she doesn't know, like, does she, would she know somebody else, like, more relevant? Like, would she be, know Morgan Freeman? Or is, like, Kevin Bacon just her one blind spot? What's your read I don't, on her? I don't actually talk to her enough to know how much she would know of pop culture. I just would assume okay. that Kevin Bacon is beyond does knowing she, somebody of pop culture. Like, if you said get her done, would she laugh for three minutes? Ooh, that's a very specific kind of, <laughs> of moron. No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that kind of, No. She's no, no man. No. no, I reckon you get your ass beat for saying something like that. Hey, Peter Man. <laughs> no, I, it just feels weird to point that out. And not when I brought this up to everybody else around me, either it was just like old man Roberts at it again, complaining about something that nobody else knows in the entertainment field, or it was they, they weren't shocked enough about this, which I was surprised. I, I felt like this was something that I could. I doubt myself now when I ask about things. Ooh, ooh, Either how old is she? She is probably 24, 25, somewhere around no, there. No, you should uh, know who Kevin Bacon is. Right. So. She's blonde. I mean, that's a stereotypical question. But now that she I just dyed her hair blonde, but she's Vietnamese, so I don't know if that's... Oh, <laughs> she's foreign! She makes shitty life choices, it sounds like. She's foreign, but she's basically lived here her, here her entire life. She's lived in Louisiana. I'm making that caveat. Yes, I understand about foreign people mm. that, that they may not know about people Wait, here Does she in know who Jackie Chan is? Ooh. Wait, yeah, they're mortal enemy because she's Vietnamese. <laughs> You're racist. <laughs> Enter the Dragon was a romantic <laughs> comedy about those two. You've been burned. <laughs> She's actually like from a foreign country. She's not like Aziz Ansari being from South Carolina. Right. <laughs> no, no. She, uh, as far as I know, she's lived in a rural part of Louisiana for her entire life. And she's a ruled part of Louisiana. Yeah, ruled. Yeah, ruled by the Vietnamese. They took it over. Like it was that. Contract that they had after the Vietnam War. We will take you know a what? small section of Louisiana. <laughs> if the Amish can own a part of the land, and then also the Indians can have a reservation, I want one serfdom left in the United States. I, I want a king with like vassals and just just medieval. Just you mean other than once a week? Also, I mean like uh, once one week out of the year where they have a fair. Where they let nope. normies in to watch them joust. I want, I want a subservient class to a hierarchy, and then I also want them to sell drugs like the Amish. Like Amish sell drugs? I mean, I this is part I don't know. I know about Rumspringer. That part I do know. No, I mean, like, by... yeah, there was like a bunch of cocaine. Was it? I think it was cocaine like things, but like uh, Amish people selling drugs to like uh, people in the community and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, okay. That was, that like was cocaine, thing. they grew. Like, how do they have contact with somebody about cocaine? I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't think it was Rumspringer kids. Uh, I think it was just like actual like Amish people, and then I guess they thought they were so off the radar that they could deal. Like, there's articles about it. I don't know. I'm if sure there are. I've just yeah. never read anything about this. It's not as con- for as much as I pay attention to the Amish, which yeah. is eh, sort of like when, it, when if there's a vice documentary i'll be like oh let's see what this is all about they had that breaking amish show or whatever but i mean it seems so scripted and everything else (laughs) and there's also uh uh was it uh ice ice baby guy building houses for the amish Uh uh-huh yeah i base all my knowledge on witness kingpin uh you know 
the, the typical Amish films. Uh, sex drive. Um, you know. You'll lose your hand if you ever stick it inside the ball return at the bowling place. We all know this. Yeah, of course. I will say, after watching that movie... I got a lot more scared of the thing. But you remember Home Alone where he looks at the furnace and it, like, it speaks and growls at him? Right. I would, I would find myself staring into the emptiness of the ball hole return and just be like, no, not my hand. David. No, I do not want to touch you. Give me your finger. No, this is not Roman Holiday. I said that with a straight face. It's weird. <laughs> I will get rid of your enemies. You want me to get rid of Buzz? Buzz will be dead. You will have... You will be the head kid. I don't know. Hey, um, Darkness Demon, you're really losing your edge here. You should really work on your packs. Do you read the? Uh, do you ever go to like the fan theory section of Reddit to see what people cockamamie theories that people come up with on various movies and TV shows? Now that I know it's a thing, maybe. <laughs> there, there is there is a uh, a pretty large responded section about a theory in Home Alone that says that Kevin McAllister slept with his parents. Up until the movie, like that was his place where he lived because he does not stay in his room the entire time they are gone. He doesn't have a room. There's no like when, whenever company comes over, he's forced to sleep up in the attic. Why wouldn't he just sleep in his own bed? Unless and it'd be, and it wouldn't like an eight year old bed wouldn't be the one that the uh, brother in law. Uh, and and the sister would sleep in. That is kind of valid. Like, if your parents are away, yeah. do you go jump in their bed, or would you just like go sleep in your own bed? It depends. It, it definitely. Uh, I just returned to the gimp box. Right. It also. Yeah. He also could have been, and I think this makes more sense. He probably was staying with Buzz, like that was part of his room, but was told that he couldn't sleep there. Like whenever they had uh, company over, like he they had to find a reason for him to be not be there. Wow, never really thought about it like that. But it, it it is also an incredibly rich family, even with the amount of kids. That house is huge. To the point where they had a really big bed up in the attic that no one slept That's in. True, like that they didn't have like storage. Like even like the, the the basement wasn't that packed with stuff. Right. Like they use they're they're like the the Indians. They used every part of the house. There is no storage except for the garage that was open. Did they ever go in the garage? They never went in the garage. No, no, they didn't. Well, it was not a part of the house, so uh, it kept the cars. There really wasn't that much room. So is it like Garage Snow? It's the bastard child of the house. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't get the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, separate... the white rapper Snow. It yeah. was the... <laughs> Informer, we don't love you! <laughs> I'm going to be a great rapper one of these days. They're not even going to know I'm from Chicago. I'm going to put on a Jamaican accent. So I, I definitely like read the lyrics to that song, and I didn't realize there was like a running plot in it. Yeah, I just thought he just was, you know, just saying something. But it's all about the cops calling him in and trying to pin a crime on him. <laughs> and this girl like totally squealed on him. So don't mess around with bitches and don't talk to the cops. Is what Snow's yeah, been trying to right. tell us. I didn't realize he was that hard. I thought he was just <laughs> saying, "I'm not an informer." Uh, also, I like going down on women. These are like just two facts that he decides are <laughs> need to go together. It's like informer trying to pin me for a crime I didn't do. By the way, I like pussy. <laughs> it's essentially the way that song goes. He's, yeah, it almost feels like you hear the like a licky boom boom down is like saying, "Look, I'm cool. I'm not like a cop <laughs> trying to dress like this to be hip with the generation." Hey man, you got any drugs? I don't know. You a fucking narc? No, man. I lick your boom boom down. <laughs> Shit. 
Do I look like a cop? I'll lick your boom boom down. Damn, he's he's cool. He's, he's cool, man. This yeah. guy's cool. He licks yeah. from up to down. You wearing a wire? Uh, not when I'm licking boom booms. Damn. Hey, you lick him up? No, I lick him down. He passed. Yeah, it's like wiping. Why would you wipe up? That's stupid. Um, I wipe at a, at a diagonal. Ooh. It's kind of like when you cut meat. <laughs> He, he does have, like, eight slits in his ass. That that, that would make it. So he's just choosing one. Are you talking about me or Snow? <laughs> I've gotten lost in our own scenario. Because <laughs> I have eight slits in my ass, people. too. I didn't know that about? was a coincidence. <laughs> I get lost sometimes. I'm looking for I the get... other to match my eight ass slits. I get lost. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was slits. the eight slit ass man. <laughs> Come back here. Show me your ass. Hello, my name is Anugio Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. How many slits do you have in your ass? I saw Missy right away. Anyway, what's it? No, the other conspiracies, one that I found funniest, it almost makes sense. It's so funny that jet fuel can't burn steel. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What movie is that? I don't understand. Is that Man of Steel? Is that what you're talking about? If it's the new Batman versus uh, Superman, if Jet Fuel burns Superman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Man of Steel, Jet Fuel, it's all proof proven. And then just like Mel Brooks in that one conspiracy theory movie, I light my whole basement on fire. <laughs> and then I buy a, a book of the Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> so Breaking Bad, the, mo- the theory that mo- most people, dumb theory, but the theory most people have is that's, how before he get marries Lois and and forms the family. I've heard that, yeah. Well, well, think of it in reverse. What if that's Malcolm grown up, like that? That's like <laughs> when he grows up, he turns into the science teacher that that really has like all that pent up aggression and uh, thoughts of power, and then eventually turns in and he sort of looks like his dad when he grows up. So that's him in the future after having a failed mar- marriage, you know, not having the ideal life that he expected, and then becoming. A uh, uh, a guy that makes meth and has millions of dollars. So that that's them reversing it. So so that that was another theory that I thought was oh that's pretty cool. Like something that you normally don't see. That's all. But Reddit's full of that stuff. Wow. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I feel like I'd just be listening to like Strange Brew and just like thinking of these things, just sitting in the middle of my like <laughs> living room, staring at the ceiling fan. I was like, what if? <laughs> yeah, that's all you do. That's yeah. Close related to our trees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, side question though. Yes. Uh, you've been on jury duty, correct? I have. You ever done jury duty? I have not. Get him! Get him! <laughs> <laughs> we did it! This we did it! <laughs> now that means no jury duty for us anymore, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was gonna be a sniper. Anyway. <laughs> the cat just comes by with a piece of rope and goes and slips and just. <laughs> 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 As your cat's call, cat, call sign every time I kill someone, it's like like an ace of spades. There's just cat vomit. Oh my god, there it is! Assassin! <laughs> now I know she'll use a garret. That's, that's Death comes on little cat's feet. It rolls in like the fog. I, <laughs> I, have, I have been called for jury duty twice. Both times I was out within the first day. I had to come back. 
But did you ever did you get assigned to a case or you're just nope. dismissed? Yeah, they just immediately dismissed me. I would I there was the first time they didn't have a big room that they they let people stay in. Mm. So uh, they sent some people home and just said, "Hey, we'll call you if we need you." But uh, as long as you're within like 30 miles, just yeah, we'll we'll you can go home for the day. When they found out I was medical personnel, they realized they didn't want me on the case that involved murder. Ooh. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I imagine that I, I wouldn't have been on any of the cases either because I worked at, – at the first time I worked for DPS, and now I work for corrections. So both of those would probably eliminate me from any jury pool. Yeah. It was like a, a drug driving kind of thing, and mm-hmm. with all the drunks and like vehicular homicide and stuff like that, we see like come in like people hitting shit. Uh, I guess they were just like he's going to be biased, which I was, um, and so it was probably a good idea. But yeah. yeah, I hate waking up early in the morning. So fuck the government. <laughs> Someone's going to die for this. It, it honestly feels like I'm in a bizarro world when I wake up before like eight a.m. Like right, eight or nine a.m. Like when I wake up, I just feel like. I feel like I could get away with murder. Yeah, because it totally. was, it, it isn't the real reality. Like just seeing the sun at that color, like the, like how fresh the day is and stuff like that. I'm not used to it. It's just like this is a virtual simulation. A lucid dream. Yeah. And then like the day goes on for like a little too much longer. I'm just like, is this two days in one? There is this much time in the day. It only lasts for a month, but I had your sleep schedule. When I worked at the casino, uh, I worked uh, behind the cage whenever that thing existed. He was a cage fighter. I was. <laughs> he, One month. <laughs> brief but glorious in uh, It's I, not what you think. He fought Nicholas Cage impersonators. <laughs> For some reason, that was only at the Argosy. Like, nobody else wanted to see that at the time. It was weird. The first night, though, it was 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Like, uh, just basically a way of telling you, hey, this is your shift. This is what you're going to do because nobody else wants this. Yeah. And what was even worse is at the time, Argosy would sail. Like, they didn't pay off the government enough to basically say, okay, we're really attached to this land, and we'll never have to sail again. They had to sail, like, a certain amount of times a month to be considered a seafaring vessel, therefore to make it legal to, to, to yeah. gamble on. So they would wait till one thirty in the morning to sail because no one was on the ship. Therefore, nobody felt like they were stuck except us. So if my shift ended right when they were going... I, I actually did a Indiana Jones like jump out of uh, like one of the holes in order to make sure I didn't stay on there for another hour and a half, and it felt great. Like I it, like I had my heart pumping and everything. It was great, but yeah, it was closing. You know, I think there were people that would pay for that experience just to say I was like, okay, so when I moved into my new house, they had a security system in there, and like with the power like breakers and everything like that, the alarm would beep constantly. It, right, it would just kind of like boop. Boop, all the damn time. And so I was just like, look, I don't want the security system. I'll put in my own security system, but I don't want the shit one that they have here. So I found out that the only way like, to turn off, like I called the company. I said, look, I'm not going to be renewing the service and stuff like that. How do I get the beep in? And stuff? I was like, okay, you should see a box in your closet. What you have to do is you have to cut this wire from the box, and you'll be fine. I was like, wait. <laughs> you're telling me. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just get this straight. And this is the dude on the phone I'm talking to. He's like, you're telling me. Cut to, to, to cancel the security system. I have to cut a wire <laughs> in a box. Which wire do I cut? Uh, the red and the blue wire. You're telling me the yes. colors of the wires to cut? <laughs> so I legitimately wore all black. <laughs> I shit you not. I did this just so I can say that I did this. You got on a whole 
entire no, no, I don't go find him. Uh, <laughs> this one's for me. It's not for you anymore. I legitimately wore all black, and then I went into my closet, and I had a pair of like you know cutting pliers with like the rubber thing, just safety game. Sure. But uh, I found the pliers. I jumped in mid air and I cut them just so I could say I was in mid air when I cut the wires to kill the security system. <laughs> Boy, that that is that is pretty nerdy right there. Uh, uh, fuck you, jumps from boats. Yep. No, I didn't. <laughs> hey, Robert, I, no ticket. <laughs> I no. I the nerdier thing is like uh, back in the cage, you were responsible for a certain amount of money, and I, I since I had plenty of time to kill, I would count up the money a lot, like just because that was fun for me. Uh, there was times where I was like responsible for like three hundred thousand back there, so I'd be like, and it was all. In, coins and stuff there wasn't anything like big bills but but i but i would sit there and count it what was the cool thing and i I don't know why this was the case i would love for somebody just to walk by it's like what's that guy doing oh yeah it's a crazy area (laughs) he just sits and he just counts throws the coins out and then he does what he calls scrooge mcduckett (laughs) sometimes just to fuck with them we walk by and we throw a quarter (laughs) see if it messes with his count Ah, you mean kids! <laughs> You're messing up my count. <laughs> uh, uh, the the uh, they'll have coins stuck in like at the edge of the register, like in inside. Like people were uh, making sure that they had the exact amount, so they would like, oh, I'll put a quarter right here. Now I have the exact amount. Yeah. So that was a way. If you knew you were off by whatever, you could like just add or subtract whatever it was that you needed in order to have the correct count. But it was like one of those uh, coin star machines. You would just dump the coins mm. into it, and it would count it up, and you'd say, okay, well, you get 53 bucks, so here you go. That's all I did. Okay. And for some reason, they thought they could tip us. I got a tip for the month that I worked there. I was proud when I got it, but other than that, no. And it went into a pool with all the other people that worked in the cage. Oh. So I, if I stayed, I might have gotten like 65 cents <laughs> added to my check. Woo! <laughs> all right, sorry. I have a serious question. Your security system was already in your house when you bought it, right? Yes. So did this guy technically just tell you how to disable all your neighbors' alarm systems too? Yes. If I can break into all my neighbors' houses, <laughs> get past the master bedroom, into their closet. Well, they're not going to be home. You've clearly not thought this out at all. <laughs> so what I have to do is make sure they're not home and hope I don't just bust in the door and go, Oh, hi, how you doing, Ferris Bueller? And then run to the closet while the alarm's still Use picking. some of that Vetrano charm right there to get them yeah. into the bedroom. I think... Guys. All you have to do is sleep with, like, 50 or so people. That's not a problem. And then when they're asleep, you, you gently get out of bed, dress in all black, jump in the air, cut wires. That's true. He would insist on that every time. <laughs> I'd be the jumping bandit. <laughs> but uh, I just realized this whole improv thing has been a, just a giant, like, hoax. I've just have been accumulating disguises and fake personalities. <laughs> I have a crowbar from Home Alone. Right. I have a a black unitard from uh, Batman and Robin. (laughs) So this is you, like, getting achievement points and and playing a very long and pointless game to get to the main reason for doing this? I'm spreading out all my shifty purchases between different costumes. I have a a gun holster from uh, (laughs) that when we did that uh, murder mystery, and I was the police chief. (laughs) Yep. I remember that. <laughs> well, I was just going to be like, hey, man, we're going to do Field of Dreams. Hey, uh, can I buy a gun? <laughs> <laughs> That's all we all think. We all think that. Can we buy a gun for this? Is it necessary? 
I'll just have I'll just have to do a bad like murder show from the past and be like, oh yeah, these are fake guns, and then just slide in the purchase of a real one. <laughs> Between this and jury duty, it's a really murdery, crime-filled <laughs> So this should be our most popular podcast. We should get like 15 people to listen to it. <laughs> Fucking A. Yeah. Nice. So speaking of uh, family dinners, we're dropping this on the Friday. What? That we're going to be doing a family dinner show. Woo! Without David. Woo! Hooray! Yay! <laughs> Fuck me! I'm lonely. <laughs> He needs to get in your home and disable your security system and then get some some hard digging. Please, let me sleep in your bed. Let him sleep in your bed. He's a clean boy. Put me in your closet. It's fine. He'll keep it organized. Leave some pliers. He just wants some pliers. Come on. You know you have them. Why, R. Kelly, you're sounding so... Oh, what's your problem, R. Kelly? on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I did all of the best of Sandler's gigs. <laughs> but that guy's a genius. That's it? That's all he had? Oh, damn. Do, do y'all want to go see like the opening night of that new Indian Sandler thing, just drunk? Indian? Oh, oh, oh the, 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 the Native yeah, American? Okay, not, the, not his latest one, but the one that he's filming right now. Yeah. Uh, Sure, let's do I it. I don't, like, just... God damn, Sandler. Just the, walk away. The Thursday, the 7 p.m. Thursday show, like or the midnight show. <laughs> All right. So speaking about our improv show that's happening on Friday, not only will it be uh, Ginger's last uh, show with us, finally. Uh, uh. <laughs> back to an all-male club. Thank you. Woo. I got We got this letter in uh, from someone who has never been to one of our shows but heard about us. And it reads, Dear Family Dinner. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> never thought this would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love improv so much, so could you please play Jenny? <laughs> I was wondering if you're Casey There we go. Where am I? I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> so Casey Kasem reading Penthouse. That would be great. <laughs> The Dear, Pen- Dear Penthouse, <laughs> boy, I have the hardest erection for my secretary. <laughs> She gets me up in the hardest ways. So well, can you play Wind Beneath My Wings? <laughs> and I think you know what my wings are. My wingman, Goose. Hey, what's up? Oh, yeah, we need to bring that up for Independence Day. We like, totally like the finally, oh, yeah. finally a Maverick-Goose combination where you want Goose to die. Whenever I saw her, my penis was like, zoink, Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> She was going to be getting some Scooby Snacks. <laughs> Holy hopping hard-ons, Batman. <laughs> when I get a boner, it looks just like a big sandwich I just made for the refrigerator. <laughs> and she's going to unhinge her jaw so she can get the whole thing in her throat. Her anaconda won't my dick. <laughs> I've gotten really blue since Alzheimer's. <laughs> All right, so we got so we got this message. It says, "Hi, I learned about your chicka fa- chicka email, strong bad email." God damn it, radio <laughs> DJ David! I heard about your family dinner comedy troupe, Improv Comedy Night, at the Hartley Bay Theater. It sounds pretty good. Did they read our Wikipedia page? <laughs> also, you've done live after five. Hey, look, we know at least one person has read it. Okay, yeah, come on. <laughs> We might get more people there than they go for that SNL thing that they're going to show, which I, I cannot believe they need to get 91 people 
to to uh, agree to show to, to the, watch the pre-purchase to though. Yeah, that's horrible. Like, why why wouldn't they just show it? That's I can't believe the people that are distributing that movie would require them to get a hundred people to agree to show that movie. That's so weird. So the Manship's doing a, a documentary on SNL. It's like live from New York, SNL's mm. documentary. But the caveat is that you ha- they want to get so many people saying, oh, I'll definitely buy a ticket before they buy the rights to it or get the rights or whatever. Get the copy. Yeah, yeah that they have. I guess at an earlier time than normal. That, that, that might be it. So anyway, share it about our comedy troupe. It sounds pretty good and would love to see your show on Friday evening. Do you think that your improv comedy is great fun for a single spectator and visitor from Germany who might not be able to follow up every joke too? Thanks, anonymous. I'm not going to say who the person is. Doesn't matter. I tried to look them up on Facebook and it wasn't the people. That, like it, it feels like it's a weird account. Like that, it didn't even hit. Like none of the ones that were up there is like nope. No, so the family no. dinner. The family dinner as a whole has been catfished. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're all looking extra purdy, <laughs> and then no single spectator. What what gives? I don't understand. But it's weird that uh, we had to just at least if they show up with a single red rose, so we know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> so so the whole thing that that threw me at first before answering me, was a single German spectator. <laughs> you an improv group? Do we have a show? <laughs> I'm sorry. You, (laughs) an improv group. Me, German spectator. Your only audience member. I think we had a connection. You kept talking to me and putting me up on stage and telling me what I wanted to be when I grew up. (laughs) So, uh, the the whole thing, like, I guess uh, English not being their first language, uh, would they be able to handle a comedy show? And I guess I understand that just based off of comedy not translating very well when it comes between languages true uh so uh i wasn't sure how to approach this by saying oh we're just like all the great german comics uh <laughs> such as hasselhoff uh <laughs> i am you not mean hasselhoff's career <laughs> yeah oh, wow Ooh. come at me bro <laughs> come on Hass. <laughs> But yeah, craft uh, uh, work. Uh, I think they're hilarious. Um, yeah. But but uh, I wasn't. I just did our normal response whenever anybody asks us what are we like. I say it's like whose line is it anyway? If you've seen that, that's yeah. pretty much our show, uh, and and that's readily available on YouTube now. So it isn't like it isn't available for anybody to check out. But is there a better explanation for somebody who has never uh, experienced comedy like this at all? You could have just said comedy. She German. Uh, <laughs> she German. She German, dude. <laughs> we, we've come up with a new meme. <laughs> she German. She German. <laughs> what food should we get? Don't worry. She German. She German. <laughs> that was all the words that needed to be in that sentence. I stand by it. <laughs> I feel for like an outsider first time in, whose line is it anyway, is a very apt descriptor. All right. It's, it's, it's ADD. We take your suggestions. You don't have to invest a lot, you know, to get get back something. Now, she can follow whose line. I'm sure she could follow. He, Shim, do we know gender? I just made it uh, nondescript. So. Okay. <laughs> to create anonymity. <laughs> anonymity. Anonymity. Do, 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 do. 
I'm not going to need. There are so many people like your co-worker Jane Doe that aren't even going to get Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I'm sure there are tons of audience members that don't get whatever random references we make. So I don't think she's going to be any more lost. Okay. Hopefully, like, the vibe of the audience, which is always great, will be the one that carries it through. (laughs) True. We can always just play number wang. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> just, 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 good luck. Thank you very much. Dustin's not that bad! <laughs> not even that. Just play a game not even American audiences can follow and just look at her expectingly every time because she's German. <laughs> we'll know her when we see her. She'll be leading the campaign. So number one! <laughs> Why should there be a very like like great posture, like blonde blue blonde hair, blue eyes girl? And we're just like, how did you like the show? It was fine. <laughs> it was fine, man. I don't know what you're talking about. And I come just, from the eyes. And there'd just be a very hipster person just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but we're only talking to Hitler's wet dreams. Yep. <laughs> what? Stop talking like Robert isn't here. <laughs> I'm like his mini me. I'm like the afterbirth. I'm the. After- You're Danny yeah. DeVito. I'm the Danny DeVito of the twins. Gosh. I am of, of Hitler's wet dream, <laughs> which was the other subject God, I no. wanted to talk about. Not Hitler twins. But, the but, movie twins. Yes. Yeah, please God. But Two hours of twins. Okay. Longer okay. than the actual Seriously, movie. It's gonna be really quick. What? What worse? Like like. Put down in your life is we created the perfect human being. You're all the shit that ran off. <laughs> like the scientist looked David DeVito in the eyes and says, "You're all the imperfections that ran off this glorious god." <laughs> like <laughs> if you, if you, if you were the goofus to that gallon, <laughs> it's like God had nothing to do with you. You were man-made, and you were the accident of man's errors. Like there is no divine being looking out for you. You are a test tube failure. And it is also bad that they they kept him and they trained him to be the perfect human, and he still talks like that. So, <laughs> I is the perfect human. Wouldn't you think that Arnold like would eat him within the womb? Like, just consume him there. Oh, yeah. Too many true. calories. Ooh, damn. I am having a cheat day. <laughs> wait, wait. Was that Arnold eating or laughing? I can't tell anymore. It's a little bit of both. Yeah, it saves time. Does Arnold have crocodile tears every time he eats? Oh, I can't eat. Oh, All right, if we we have more time, I'm going to bring up something else. But I wanted to talk, since I talked a little bit about this, we we were considering a new introduction. I don't know if you got, based off the uh, small message that I texted out to everybody, Uh, we want, uh, Brian wants to introduce us as like we are a basketball team. So a small, like, uh, like, uh, come up to Eye of the Sky or the you know the Chicago Bulls theme, or y'all ready for this? Either one of those two is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, just introduce us individually in one sentence, like a, one thing that does it. Can you think in one sentence what would be a good introduction for you, or more importantly for somebody else in the group? Like I feel like it's easier to describe someone else. Like if I was calling up Brian, we would easily say he <laughs> step off, ladies, because he's got two children. <laughs> two children. Why is he even here? <laughs> Brian Gorey! 
Okay, uh, side thing, real quick. I'm totally going to come back to this. It gives me some, some time to think about okay. it. Okay. What if we had something where like, we're all standing on stage, but it's a black stage, and they keep popping the light on us, but we keep doing the early sitcom, like, turn to the camera and smile? Like, you're, like, rubbing down a counter. It's like, and Robert Rao! And then you turn to the audience and you go... <laughs> you just kind of do like that. You were caught wiping the counter, but you're really happy the camera's there to see you. I, th- I think you needed to uh, work this out with Steven. I bet he'd be game for doing something like this. He would totally like, you know, just, yeah, that, that typical move. And then even even have like the names underneath. Almost yeah. like, like you can even You can almost like hold your own name up. Like too many cooks, essentially. Right, just, right. Do, just do the opening for too many cooks, but for everybody in the family dinner. Right. Just be like, and presenting Robert Rao, you throw like a, you throw a football to somebody off stage and you go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, let's see. It's so like short little descriptors for everybody. Right, right. Something uh, something like what we do for, for other podcasts that we've been doing where I'm the Canadian heartthrob. But I, don't, I feel like that's uh, specific for that podcast. I don't want to use that. I do almost feel like throwing in lemon pie because no one ever calls me that. <laughs> like that is the dumbest nickname that has ever come up. That was, that that it, was a pretty dumb nickname, yeah. Yeah, but still – Everybody is like I, I remember how adamant whenever it came back up that oh yeah that's your nickname lemon pie and we're like is it I guess one of the old ones <laughs> I, I used see. to one of the old ones I used to use for me is facial hair subject to change David Vitrano yeah that's good I remember that one time you shaved that sucked <laughs> oh god it was, oh, that might even I'm be still... a better introduction hey I remember that one time you shaved it sucked hey it's David Vitrano <laughs> <laughs> thank God his beard's back David Vitrano. <laughs> His beard's back, and his beard's back. David Vitrano. <laughs> yep, my gay marriage is still a secret. Thank God my beard's back. I just learned what that was like two weeks ago. I never knew a beard was the name of a straight wife. Oh, you seemed pretty proud of it. I was! I was like, hey, all hip kids, I'm using the lingo. I wanted to be like, I used to be like, yeah, you got it, buddy. <laughs> Pat my back and call me champ. There you go. They call this a lollipop. Can you believe? <laughs> I've never, you know what? These kids are eating it these days. Hey, catch, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, something something to that degree, like a, a short introduction. I, I figured this will probably be all done that like 10 minutes before we actually go up there. I mean, there. is it for us or is it for them? Because we always do. He has a guitar and a, and a van. It must be Brian Gorey. Or I always like showing off that he's a doctor. I mean, goddamn, dude! Like the fact that he's still in the group is am- amazing to me. It's right. like you are a medical doctor. Where do you find the time and your two children? I always right. like to be like, yeah, he was here for about an hour before you showed up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Aw. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, he he had to go back home. He's like, I have a hard out at seven o five, but we need to talk about the movie. Like he he's not like Michael doesn't show up. Like a, psst, I I. Uh, they got something to do. Honorary, not. Yeah, I just asked you seven. If you would have told me six thirty, I probably would have been late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still would have came at seven ten. Well, no, it was. We were covering the movie. Like the, the whole okay. thing was talking about the movie. We we actually came up with some stuff. I feel like we're throwing in a lot. Brian, of, I miss you. <laughs> we threw in a lot of diehard stuff for no reason. But <laughs> like, there's a scene where where the plane uh, has zero visibility. It's like somebody's got to help him. And all I could think of was Die Hard Two, where he's like waving it on there. He's like, ah! <laughs> and then and then where we were talking about what tower is that in in Los Angeles? What could that be? And then we cut to it's like. Get to the coast. Have a few laughs. Like, oh, it's that Katomi Tower. Okay. And then right as it blows up, we show the scene where it's like, I like it. 
that might be overdoing the Die Hard, but definitely when he jumps from the top with the, with the fire hose attached to him is a beautiful thing. That's I, seriously, I like every big explosion should be prefaced by somebody jumping away from it. Like when the heist, I, I swear to God, if we get I'm, uh, White House down or Olympus is falling, <laughs> stop jerking off! Uh, 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 magic. I thought you were going to say Channing Tatum, but that's way better. Yeah, Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx probably both jumped out of a burning White House. But uh, also, worst magician ever. But imagine. <laughs> 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 no, that's the last state I can't perform in. <laughs> hey guys, is this is this a kids party near a? Uh, I mean, a playground. <laughs> Coach can't do it in a playground. It's like David Copperfield's on an island. <laughs> David Copperfield. Hey, I'm out, everybody. He's. I'm like, Blaine Capatch. The one place the law can't touch me. <laughs> so yeah, we he. Uh, my, uh, Brian wants to do the intros. Like he wants to be back there in the booth, like yeah. on, on a microphone, basically introing spe- each each one of us up on stage and giving a specific thing, uh, either about us or whatever we want to say. And I almost feel like it's easier for somebody else to come up with another person in the group because it feels like it's tough for somebody to come up with their own catchphrase. I mean, what can you say about Mike, really? Honore? I mean, we got Peanut Butter Thunder. We right. got all that kind of stuff. Hey, look, he showed up on time. Mike Honore. <laughs> what do you mean, what can you say? <laughs> Stop playing into that stereotype, Mike. It's been the last two shows you said it's been game time. Game time decisions, so. <laughs> he ate 11 cotton candy Oreos. It's damage right now. Oh, oh, oh damn. Ooh, damn it. Mike, you should do the bubble thing. You should somehow reference that. <laughs> I so, looked. I looked up weird or uh, weird candies, and it was like everything when it came to cookies. It was nothing but Oreos had had the weirdest flavors. It was like they had a candy corn. So two sidebars. Yeah, I remember the candy corn. So last time at the station when I arrived, oh, yeah. Robert had a contest going on that was right. who could eat the most Oreos. Fine, that's a fun contest. No, these were cotton candy, <laughs> wedding cake, and <laughs> cookie dough Oreos, which yep. are the worst smelling and tasting things. I think the winner ate 27 without any bonus points. He Correct. Died later that night. <laughs> no, we were all feeling it. Like, it was <sighs> just. Uh, and then we started making like abominations of Oreo mixes, like just taking the sugar and scooping it into things, and that would give you like a five point bonus or put you automatically in the lead, depending on how disgusting it was. Right. The winner ate these with no bonus points. That was twenty seven. That was uh, uh, six shy of a whole package Jesus of the worst flavors of Oreos because right. Robert hates humans. <laughs> like his contest used to be like, hey, write a funny joke or hey, pull this. Now it's just like, I want to watch you suffer. Stab this guy. Uh, stab. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stab this guy. Wait, I'm pointing at me. What? No! <laughs> okay. I'm falling in my own trap. <laughs> I have 12 children. Whoever tells the most of them Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> One time, one time, one of the contests was if you buy me a drink, I will drink it, and and we'll see if we can get through all the open mic comedians. If I can, if I can survive all the open mic comedians without without calling uncle, I win, sort of thing. Yeah, I went through the equivalent of eleven beers, and at the eleventh, I said, "All right, I give up. <laughs> I give up. You win because uh, I because I drank them really fast. Like if somebody gave me a beer, you'd have to." Yeah, I, I I had until the other until that open mic comedian finished, which was five minutes, yeah. to finish the beer, 
which like one one or two beers isn't a problem, but around the eighth or ninth one, still doing that. That is a problem. Should be super kitty. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other sidebar was at the end of our uh, last uh, improv show. Mike Honore had found a bubble wand and a thing of bubbles. Yeah, and he was playing with it. So we're hanging outside. Lucy's just kind of minding her own business. All of a sudden, I see this cherub of pure happiness and glee <laughs> run by me, like almost floating with a speed, and I just hear "wee" and bubbles trail behind him. <laughs> it was the purest form of happiness I've ever seen in my life. Like. I could not speak. I was laughing so hard. It was a trail of bubbles and just pure joy. It was childlike wonder that flew by me on the wings of bubbles. <laughs> and then the best part was Mike met one of his old friends he hadn't seen in years holding a bubble wand, and he tried to gangster it up. Like, immediately afterwards, he was just like, <laughs> oh, hey, man. Hey, how you doing, hey, what's bud? Up? What's up? I was yeah. just like, don't act like you didn't just have a bubble wand. And he kept, like, holding it down. But that happiness of that grown-ass man running by of a bubble wand <laughs> will stay with me on my deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've had enough uh, fun. Do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Well, I, I'm done. So I am sinkholes, Robert. Do you, do you want to talk about that? Nope. Sure. Nope. <laughs> Tease, y'all. <laughs> what did they mean? <laughs> Was it another euphemism? Not this time. Just to tell you that we will have shows not only tonight... May 22nd, but we also have one on June the 5th with our good friends, the Silverbacks, will be in attendance. But more importantly, on June 19th, we will be making fun of the movie Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. We have just invented a new (laughs) Independence Day. It's June 19th. Yay. Fuck your Roman calendars. (laughs) Yeah, they use a metric system in that. Now, metric system, that's July 4th. It's 10. In addition, it might be a little early, but Robert and I are also doing a podcast called Huzzahcast. Yay. It's a D&D based adventure thing with some funny people and potentially future family dinner members will be popping in and out. So uh, if you only see a Bare Bones website, bear with us. We're still doing it, but we got a couple episodes under our belts. Rawr, bear with us. <laughs> if, if you were listening to this, you were like, it's cool, but could it get cooler? <laughs> That's exactly Roll what a D20 and find out. Ooh, like Just that. like when me and David hook up with a hairy guy at a gay bar, bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I picturing like the worst like uh, technical difficulties like thing? <laughs> Wait, was that the critic? Was that was that one of the critics like uh, technical difficulty things? The cartoon is like bear with us. It's when he gets mauled by yeah. that thing. Yes, it was the Simpsons and the critic. I think they okay. both had it. And in The Simpsons, it would be like a puppy pulled out the uh, the plug, yeah. and he'd have it in his mouth. But yeah, it would be like a, a mauled bear. Like We're something. bow down. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't write for The Simpsons, fuck. Neither does Harry Shearer anymore. Nope. Well, he was like every voice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he was every voice ever. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine, Mother Marge. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did one of Kang or Kodos, now that you've done one of <laughs> um, no, he did Smithers and like Mr. Burns and shit. Hello, I'm Smithers. <laughs> I'm afraid we're gonna lose David to Hollywood pretty yeah, soon. Keeps <laughs> nailing it. Shit. The best thing the Simpsons could do right now is just like the guest like openings that they have. They're gonna have a guest voice for each of those characters each time. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Paul Lynn. I mean Mr. Burns. <laughs> 
Hey there, Homer. <laughs> I bet food's not excellent. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I play the saxophone, and I'm the liberal voice of this show. Yeah. <laughs> You telling me that's coming that hookah? Oh wait, wrong show. <laughs> How do you hold there, brothers? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was another family dinner podcast for the family dinner. My name is Robert Rao, and this is David Vitrano, Michael Johnson. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good dicks, brother! (laughs) 